Hi guys, Kurt Schlichter here for Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast that I am doing from uh, a short vacation in Houston, Texas. I am outside in the heat, the humidity, I'm looking at the big clear sky, the verdant vegetation, there are bugs around, I'm digging it, I'm kind of liking it, this is kind of a cool place. Uh, you people in Texas don't know how to drive, and a lot of you drive like complete schmucks. Uh, at least twice I had people decide they were going to come and occupy my lane without bothering to signal. Apparently, if you signal, it's, you know, the manifestate, you know, it, 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 it manifests some sort of personal weakness. So the only, apparently the only way that you're allowed to change lanes is simply rush into the other lane without looking. So that happened at least twice today prompting a stream of obscenities that would have made a sailor back when we had a real, that is, non-sissy Navy blush. So that's kind of where I'm at. But there's a lot of stuff going on, and I think the Tucker Carlson thing in Iowa was huge. Now, uh, we've got, as I speak, I'm actually doing this on Saturday, Donald Trump is uh, apparently off speaking to the uh, Turning Point USA thing. Uh, which uh, my pal Charlie Kirk runs. I like Charlie. I do his show a lot. He's a good guy. Um, you know, I, I assume Trump is going to be Trump. Uh, I think it would have been interesting for him to come to Iowa to do the thing there because, you know, Tucker made huge news. And Tucker really caught... T- the thing about Tucker is he ta- he, he's like Trump and then he talks about issues that the Republican base wants to talk about. You know, he he's talking with, oh my gosh, Asa Hutchinson. Can you believe this guy? You know, Asa Hutchinson, uh, you know, getting questioned about, you know, why are you, you know, okay with children being mutilated to conform to the bizarre delusions of their Chardonnay-addled Munchausen mommies? And he's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm talking about him. I, I, I prefer to talk about important things like the economy. Okay, dingus. How about we tell you what's important, not you tell us what's important. And Tucker was like that. Tucker's like, no, well, we we think this is very important. We'd like to hear about that. And uh, we'd like to hear about why you're so freaking weak. And he tapped it. It was ugly. Uh, Ace is a big nothing. I think he's got like five donors. I don't even think he's going to make the stage. I don't think Pence is going to make the stage. Pence's numbers. uh, Remember, to get on the debate stage, you've got to do two things. You've got to have 40,000 individual donors and be over 1% in the polls, which I think is actually too high, I, I, or, you know, too low, I mean, I think it should be like 3% in the polls. But uh, Ace is just terrible. Now, Mike Pence himself, he's not, he may not make the debate stage. There's no reason for Mike Pence to be on, as he proved in spades. The guy is at the cutting edge of 2005. I think he's a nice guy who doesn't freaking get it. And when Tucker, you know, is talking to him about, you know, is in concerned about, you know, Ukrainian tanks, but not America, well, I'm not concerned. Maybe he wasn't, maybe Pence wasn't exactly saying I'm not concerned about American cities and American citizens. But, you know, sometimes there is a moment where mere truth is overcome by someone confirming what everybody always knows. And if, look, he will deny it. They will always deny that the most important thing is their foreign policy stuff or their economy stuff. But that's the most important stuff, the foreign policy stuff or the economy stuff. They don't want to do the culture wars. Pence, you know, famously sissied out 
in Indiana who and a bunch of businesses said, you can't, oh my gosh, you, you can't protect the rights of religious people not to be uh, uh, compelled to do things against their faith. And of course he rolled over because what he's really important and what he really wants to do is this kind of old school Republican bushy kind of thing, which is, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about the economy, which means tax cuts for a giant corporate donors. Uh, and outsourcing stuff to Szechuan, as well as, you know, let's let's go get involved in some freaking war somewhere. And uh, again, conservatives, uh, even us Jacksonian types, are not pacifists. We don't mind wars. We just would prefer, A, that they be necessary, B, there be a real interest for the United States, and C, they not be handled incompetently and drag out forever. Uh, and, uh, well, you sure, yeah, sure improving your case on, uh, Ukraine, uh, but he seems really interested in Ukraine and, and, you know, Tucker was like, why are you so interested in Ukraine when American people were suffering at home? And it may not be fair to say, to, to, to put his, I, I'm not concerned with that response down as I'm not concerned with what happens to Americans, but you know. When are you going to show that you are? When are you going to show that you actually care about what's happening to us? And uh, the answer is never, because to him, the, quote, culture wars are icky because people get angry, and that's unseemly. And people and, and he's forced to take a position that makes him uncomfortable at the clubhouse because there'll be people going, you're a racist, I have a daughter who's a, nine and a two-spirit non-binary name. Chimbo and and you and you hair and he can't go kiss my ass you freak just because you're a bad parent doesn't mean I'm interested. Instead, he'll feel sad and not want to be in that position. So he ignores it. And but the thing is that the culture thing's the most important thing to us right now because that at the end of the day, and again, I'm not anti-Ukraine. I trained Ukrainians. I would prefer they beat the Russians if you. Ask me one way or another. I don't buy this. Zelensky's actually a Nazi. That's kind of dumb. Zelensky is a Ukrainian patriot, and uh, is also and, and Ukraine is the most corrupt country in the world. So it's a little bit nuanced. That being said, Ukraine's status as a sovereign nation is not my priority, and I do not buy the nonsense that Pence pushed. That, wow, as soon as you know, Putin takes Ukraine, next thing he's moving into Poland. Ukraine's history with Russia is very different than, Ukraine, than Russia's history with Poland. And if you can't see that, if you're unwilling to see that, if you're that dumb, I'm not sure why I'm letting you make decisions about these things. The simple fact is, you know, a lot of this seems to be hack cliches rather than actual thought. And Tucker really illuminated that. Tucker showed that a lot of these guys are really out of touch with what we, the voters, are interested in. And we, the voters, are interested in what's happening to us right here, right now. And we keep being told by these old school guys, including Tim Scott, who's really a 2005 guy, and, and, and Nikki Haley, of course, is their 2005 Republican, that we should stop that we should, you know, readopt their priorities, the ones that don't make them uncomfortable, and, you know, 
you know, the, the ones that are, you know, suckling up to corporations. Oh, the big issue is tax cuts. I like tax cuts, okay? I pay a lot of money in taxes. I don't like that. I would like to pay less. Um, however, you know, my biggest threat right now is a bunch of freaking transsexual weirdos and their uh, awful liberal wine women accomplices turning my culture into a freaking freak show. That's 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 my priority now, and I know it's not okay with Nikki Ailey or Tim Scott or Mike Pence or Asa Hutchinson or whoever that idiot from East Dakota is. The guy is literally paying people twenty dollars to give him a one dollar donation so he gets on a debate stage. It's uh, they they all want to tell us our priorities, and the magic of Trump. And boy, I think this is going to be a good article. The magic of Trump is Trump told us nothing. Trump listened to our priorities and accepted our priorities, and that's what made him successful back then. Now, I think Trump's problem is he is not reacting to our priorities. I think he's reacting to his priorities, which is election idiocy. I won the last election. Hey, dummy. If you won the last election, be sitting in the White House. Stop insulting my intelligence. You know. And and his his freaking, you know, being framed by the feds, which is awful. But you know, now it's about Trump, not us. And I think that's a problem. I DeSantis is the one guy who uh maybe Vivek. I think Vivek actually is and I'm not super impressed by it. Uh and his numbers were not great. Uh in fundraising. But he did okay in Iowa, I think. Uh in large part because he agrees with Tucker about pretty much everything. But the 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 breakdown is the guys getting the orders from the people and the guys pushing the people, uh, be, be, who, who are trying to push downward on the people, you know, and impose an agenda from above. And that's what the 2005 candidates all want to do. Asa Hutchinson very much, or Mike Pence very much wants to force us back to 2005 because he thinks that's the most important agenda. Trump revolutionized the Republican Party by not doing that. He went out and started talking about the things that people were talking about that no one else was talking about. And that's how he suddenly became popular. I don't think, I mean, yeah, he's entertaining. Yeah, he was a giant middle finger to these communist bastards. But the, the fact of Donald Trump is that he actually took on an agenda that had been hidden, suppressed. We've been told we can't talk about things. We can't talk about illegal aliens. We're not allowed to talk about that. And he did. And I think DeSantis is doing that. DeSantis isn't out there talking about tax cuts. DeSantis is talking about taking our country back for these damn communists, and I'm all for it. I'm all there for it. Um... So that's kind of where we were, uh, where we are. I think there are like three guys who are uh, reactive and three guy, and a bunch of others who kind of, in various levels, want to push down an agenda, uh, an agenda of the past on us and tell us what's important. That's leadership. No. Okay. 
leader in this kind con- look in the military context, yeah, the commander sets an agenda and pushes it down. Yes, this ain't the military. This is supposed to be a constitutional democracy, a republic with democratic principles. You get it. I'm not going. To, I'm not going down that road. But it's it, it is not a hierarchy. It, leadership does not mean I'm going to tell you what you think. Leadership means I'm going to find out, figure out a way to get you and your concern, get get you where you want to go with your concerns addressed. And that's just not happening with these other guys. So I think that's I think that's huge. Um, oh my gosh, there's this thing called opening the door. It's a new topic. Opening the door when you are uh, doing a examination of a witness in court. And there are oftentimes the judge says, I don't want you talking about X, Y, or Z. You are excluded from talking about it. Okay. Might be like, uh, so-and-so had a traffic accident four years ago. Okay, counsel, don't bring up that accident. It's not relevant to this. So the person gets up and he's testifying uh, to his own guy and goes, well, you know, I wouldn't have gotten a traffic accident this time because four years ago I got in a traffic accident and I, you know, I, I know better. Ah, you have now opened the door for that topic by mentioning a topic that was otherwise uh, to be excluded and ignored. You have now made it relevant. So the other guy gets to come and go, oh, really? Let's talk about that accident. We're too high on cocaine after coming back from a party at the White House with Hunter and some Estonian whores. Well, I remember you have opened the door. Now, why am I talking about opening the door? Because there's certain things you don't talk about if you're kind of a nice person, a decent person. Now, I'm not a nice person. Um, am I a decent person? Eh, you'd be a judge. But I, 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 one thing I, I'd like to think I'm not is a bully. I don't want to pick on people unnecessarily. If you want to start a fight, I want, I want to put you in a slot. But there's certain places I'm not going to go unless you open the door. And I think we're all kind of agreed on that. And one of them is, in, in many cases, not all, but many cases, the physical appearance of the interlocutor. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. So let's skip ahead. There is this woman, uh, and I, I think she's a, a slate writer, or a Daily Beast, or one of those, Heather something. And her new specialty is writing about how Casey DeSantis is not attractive. And she doesn't like Casey DeSantis's uh, eyebrows. Makes lots of eyebrow jokes. Thinks they're too dark. And she says she wants to look all prim and proper like a princess. And she's being, she's tacky Onassis. She's Walmart millennia. And uh, to be fair, this is a liberal woman. And there, there are some uh, uh, Trump supporters who do the same thing. And I think it's kind of skanky. First of all, objectively, Casey DeSantis is a lovely lady. If you're trying to tell me she's ugly, that's kind of along the lines of having like a 400-pound behemoth uh, on the cover of uh, you know Health and Fitness magazine saying, this is healthy. You know, I mean, it's just bullshit. And you're looking at it and it's like, I know that's just a lie. But again, opening the door. Heather looks like a horse that's three steps away from the glue factory. All right, she is a very, very unattractive woman. Um, you know, double bagger, okay? You want two bags on that face in case one falls off. She is a very, very physically unattractive woman. 
and I would never probably have gone down that road uh, unless she provoked it. And, and she has provoked it. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one pointing it out. There's somebody else found her picture put on Twitter and it went kind of viral. And said, you're the one talking about Casey, Casey DeSantis being ugly. But this woman is just, she's just not attractive. And she's sitting there running down Casey DeSantis. Why would you open that door? Okay. That just seems to me, I wouldn't bring it up normal. I'd make fun of her for having bad taste or something. But man, if you're going to go and say, you know, this woman who has done nothing to you other than be, uh, have political views, they're different than yours. And you're uh, attacking her for being ugly. And you look something like, like something that, uh, you know, a, a drunken frat boy finds, uh, sleeping on his couch wearing, you know, his jockey shorts after a party and you're, he's like, oh dear God, why would you do that? Now, I'd love to be in a world where we're all very, you know, discreet and kind and pleasant and arguments are about emotion or, or not about emotions, but about reason and such. But you know, if that's not the world you want, and it's not the world Heather wants, because Heather had to write a series of articles about how she's not attractive and trying to convince us of that. Is you're just going to get slammed. I just think it's like just dumb. Why would you do that? What is your malfunction, lady? And I got to say, and I know, I, again, I know it's mean. And now at this point, I don't care. Why are liberal chicks so freaking ugly? Okay, yes, there's some beautiful liberal girls. Statistically, when you have 80 million people, some of them are not going to be heifers. But a lot of them are just physically unattractive. And a lot of the guys are kind of sissy, wussy boys. Woman for woman, conservative women are much more attractive. And I think that's because they like themselves. I looked at some statistics. I saw today some, some self-reported uh, mental assessments where they asked people, you know, are you a conservative or liberal? I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative. How do you feel about yourself? Do you feel that you are a worthy person? Do you feel that you have value? Do you feel that people like you? And conservatives were, you know, pretty, mo the, the majority were like, yeah, I'm okay. And, but there's this huge number of liberal people who go, no, I, I feel that I'm unworthy and bad. I think liberalism is a mental disorder. And I think that manifests physically. Now, I mean, you look at a lot of liberal women and they're putting, you know, metal studs through their teeth, purple hair, just trying to look ugly. And as, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh said wisely, I think, a lot of liberalism, a lot of feminism is uh, nasty chicks trying to get attention to. I, I just think that... There's something, you know, something that damages your soul about being a leftist and it manifests physically. Now, is that, uh, you know, biology? Is that science? I don't know. I just know that a lot of liberal chicks, they always look the same. They got the ugly glasses. They got the stupid hair. They're kind of chunky and dumpy. And, you know, their husbands are probably at home hanging in, a, you know, from the, the uh, doorknob of the closet. Uh, getting old Michael Hutchins. And it's just, I, I don't know. Am I wrong? 
Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I know Heather should have shut her flappy mouth. I mean, if you want to go down there, if you want to open the door, look, we can fight on any terms. Are these the terms I particularly want to fight? Not particularly. I don't get any pleasure in pointing out that, you know, Heather looks like the ugly girlfriend of secretary, uh, you know, the, the ugly uh, tag-along wing woman of uh, secretariat. But there you are. If that's the game, we got to play by the rules. I just don't think they're great rules. I'd prefer they not be the rules. I've suggested we have different rules. But you know what, guys? They don't listen to me. So I'm going to say this out loud. Say this loud and proud. Conservative chicks are genuinely and generally hot. And liberal chicks make my genitals want to shrivel up and die. Just throwing that out there as a general rule. I don't know about you. I don't know about your genitals. I don't think I want to know. But that's where I stand. And you find out where I stand every week. Three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, are my town hall columns. Uh, go to my On Locals page. You can get all things Kurt Schlichter there. Follow me on Twitter, at Kurt Schlichter. It's always a party on Twitter with me. And get my book, Inferno, the latest in the Kelly Turnbull People's Republic series. It's amazing. Well, go on and get that. Number eight is coming along. I will be talking to you again soon on the next Unredacted Podcast. Adios. Bye.